0: The following is an exclusive presentation of Use Radio KMAN. Your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on Use Radio KMAN.
1: Man, do I love. A good upset. (laughs) (laughs) It's what makes college athletics just so incredible. It doesn't have to be football and basketball. For me, it can be any sport. When an unranked knocks off a major, highly ranked favorite, it's what makes college athletics truly, truly special. And what a genius idea it was to build Morgan Family Arena. Because since games have been played inside that place, top 25 teams that come into town, it is impossible for them to not only win a game, not just win a game, they can't even win a set (laughs) against Jason Mansfield and the Kansas State Wildcat Volleyball team. And it happened again last night. Unbelievable. I am a fool. I am an idiot. For not making it to Morgan Family Arena so far this year. The last four matches have been absolute dominant wins against top 25 opponents. Let me give it to you here, real quick. These are the last four games that have taken place at home for K State Volleyball. Number 25, Iowa State, swept them. Number eight, BYU, swept them. Number eight, BYU the next night. Swept them. And then last night, on Taylor Swift night. Ooh. I don't know a Taylor Swift song title that I could make into, uh, you know, make this just roll right off the tongue and make it sound clever. They swept them. <laughs> Number three, Texas, goes down to the Wildcats for the first time in 20 years.
2: Yahtzee. Talk about home field
0: advantage. In the man. last meeting, too. That's The awesome. last meeting. Best shirt of the night. Someone had done a uh, handwritten, we are never, ever, ever getting back together.
2: <laughs> no,
0: that's funny. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They were prepared for that. <laughs> you know, guys,
1: I, I said that, um, was it yesterday or two days ago? I said, there's no there's no cat attack this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's just no cat attack. State football, they lost to Texas. Heartbreaking loss. Truly heartbreaking. Uh, men's basketball. Oof. They lost. That was uh, a game against USC where the ball just couldn't get that thing to grow, go through the hoop. Mm-hmm. But then last night, number three Texas rolls into town. Morgan Family Arena. The defending national champions do not win a single set crushed them so we have the original you know cat attack and it's coming it's coming i was thinking like w- when you play back the highlights and you want the real dramatic set the feeling set the tone you need a, like a cover version of the cat attack it's like you know like the uh you'll hear covers of popular songs but it's turned into like a slow piano Gal with kind of a raspy, quiet voice.
2: Oh, boy. The coffee house version. Come on. Somebody come up with that.
1: You can feel the excitement.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. You can
1: feel it coming on. Dude. For Kansas State. The feeling's growing strong. Yeah. And imagine the piano behind that. That was beautiful. And then Aaliyah Carter comes through with a dynamite kill, and then it takes off with the 1984 version of the cat attack. So, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) this is specifically for Jason Mansfield and K-State Volleyball. Congratulations on the top three upset win over the Texas Longhorns. We present to you the cat attack. It's time to get set for
0: the cat attack.
2: You can feel it coming on, for Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action, this is where you wanna be, with Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats, Kansas State, come on.
1: Let's go. Ah, go yeah. Cats, man. I tuned in during the second set, um, and it was must-see. I, I I, mean, it, they won three sets to none, right? It wasn't like every point was just dominant. They were rolling. It, well, You tell us, Troy. You were there. You were in Morgan Family Arena. You took in the environment. The place is packed. What was the match like?
0: One thing stands out right off the bat, and that is that You knew that K-State had come to play and that they went to a quick 5-1 lead in the first set. That showed that they were not going to be intimidated by Texas coming in. And even though Texas would rally some, they would never get into a lead in that set as K-State wins the first one. And at no point in the next two sets did K-State fall behind by more than three points. And rallied each time. And you knew that Texas wasn't right and, and recognized that what K-State was doing was working in that they took both of their timeouts in the first set. They took both of their timeouts in that second set. Man. Yeah, uh, you know, you normally do not see a team the caliber of Texas utilizing timeouts as much as they did last night. To try and right the ship and nothing worked for them k-state played exceptionally high caliber volleyball last night it was tremendous you get 20 kills from Aliyah carter last night most in a three match or a three set match since she had 23 two seasons ago wow uh you had 20 digs from Labrero, Mackenzie morris last night big 12 leader in uh digs by the way Mackenzie morris izzy shulsheski has been a player that has helped elevate this team dramatically transfer from oregon state and took over as setter starting setter this season she surprises you with her jumping ability when it's her rotation on the front line, normally you will maybe see a setter be pulled from the lineup and someone else come on to be a blocker on the front when the rotation lines up that way. Uh-uh. They keep her in as a blocker. And she's good. Mm. And not only that, and the first time that she did this that I saw it this season, I cracked up. Because you normally don't think of a setter getting kills. And she had a couple of them again last night. More importantly was the one block where she then got into a staring match with the Longhorn on the opposite side of the net and kind of struts away. She's got an attitude about her. Love that. I'm all about that. and. All of them, you can tell, are having fun right now. There were all kinds of smiles last night, and you should have seen how quickly that bench emptied <laughs> when Aaliyah knocked down that last opportunity for a kill. Well, and that was a
1: hell of a hell of a point, too, because it was back and forth. Oh, yes.
0: Case it with multiple digs. Multiple athletic digs. I mean, yeah. those were not easy digs that they were picking up. And again, that's why I say that in, in some ways they played over their heads because they recognized in that moment what they were just about to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it helped them ramp up just that little bit extra, make that extra play. You know, kind of like we talk about what players will do when they recognize in a moment that, hey, I need to put this team on my back a little bit. And they all... Picked up a little bit in that final group of possessions. That's awesome. A three-one stretch to close it out huh. and win it last night. That's it's,
1: awesome. K-State has been just such an interesting team this year. Like, I mean, for a little while there, I mean, their the resume last week it was projected K-State would be an eight seed in the NCAA tournament, but they it was kind of a confusing resume because there's definitely matches in there. And maybe a couple mm-hmm, losses mm-hmm. to some bad teams they would really like to have back. Yet they have swept four top twenty-five teams, and they have five overall top twenty-five wins, wow. including a top twenty-five win on the road at Baylor earlier this year, and they won that three sets to two. Hmm.
0: There have been some adjustments along the way in terms of lineup that I think have played a factor in that. You uh, you see Anaya Clinton much more in the lineup than you did early in the season. Yeah, uh, she's up there. She she's
1: got some blocks. Like she's been doing a good job with blocks this yeah, year, she, right? And yeah,
0: blocks and kills and kills and kills. She's right there in in terms of uh, being right there with Aaliyah. She she's the Aaliyah to be, if you will. Okay, she is the Carter to be. Uh, in that she's able to do that. True freshman, you have seen them adjust that lineup to where she's seeing more action than what she had been seeing. Um. Hinkle isn't playing as much as what she had, but comes in as part of the rotation. Uh, Liz Grigorski is being utilized uh, coming off of the bench, has been an on-again, off-again starter at different points throughout her career here now. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, Simone Sims, freshman who hails out of Texas and is getting some opportunity as well uh, that she wasn't getting very early on in the season. And so the coaching staff made an adjustment in in style and what they wanted to do in terms of their play, and it's working, absolutely working right now.
1: Boy, you could tell on the TV broadcast the environment was electric. But when these type of things are happening, when you're about to pull off a huge upset, and you're kind of rolling, right? You're in a – I mean, from start to finish, you're in control – I'll ask Troy, when did it really set in that this was getting? Because this is now four times K-State's beaten a top 25 team, and this mm-hmm. is now three wins in a row at home against a top 10 team. I mean, it had to get to a point where the crowd really started to feel it. Y- you felt that, okay, K-State is about to beat Texas for the first time in forever.
0: Probably about the point where it was still in that range of 15-15 or about 1512 was where we had the media timeout in the third set. Okay. And I think that that is where people realized at that moment that, you know, the cats aren't fading here at all. <laughs> that this is something that could be accomplished. And, you know, the, the students were on point all night, first of all. They were tremendous all night. And that includes a lot of noise every time that Texas was serving well on the last point for K-State
1: to win it with Aaliyah Carter had the honors after a great volley it was a very high competition for that last point for K-State had to earn it they definitely had to earn it the place I mean the lid flew off of Morgan Family (laughs) Arena I got the pop for you here's the last call from from Brian Smoller and Liz Wagner Bush on the call of the final point last night against Texas
0: Just tapped over the net. K-State insists them. Carter to end it.
1: Huge pop. And I'll let it play out.
2: What a finish. And it's fitting that Carter gets the kill for the win.
1: Sure was because of the 20-kill night. And, wow, that was loud. And the icing on the cake was, I was thinking about this as well, when K-State hit 20 and... It feels, I mean, they're five points away from winning. I'm like, are the are the students going to try to rush the floor? I've never seen a court <laughs> storming in volleyball. They tried. And then here comes a bunch of K-State personnel. Here comes security to chase students off the floor. They shut that down real fast. You know, and maybe there's some rules behind that and stuff sure, we don't know. Sure. But yeah.
0: Even the athletic director doesn't know, honestly, because uh, as part of the conversation that was going on afterwards – that I happened to overhear uh, on my way out. Um, Gene Smith was giving one of the personnel. I'm sorry, Gene Taylor. Gene my, Taylor. My bad. Who's Gene, Gene Smith, <laughs> Case uh, Athletic that Director. Would be, that would be the former Ohio State Athletic Director. Okay. My <laughs> mind went there. Okay, so forgive me that. Um, but, but Gene Taylor was, uh, was teasing one of the operations guys about his positioning. In keeping people off the court. And he says, I don't know that there's a fine for volleyball court storming.
2: <laughs>
0: so, you know, if the AD's not sure, then gee, maybe Let there isn't anything in place. Let it rip. The students tear down the net and take it to Aggieville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say this I also found it very mm, satisfying. After some of the antics on the Texas bench last night mm. from their players, uh, I found it very satisfying that K State pulled that off as well. You know, we, mentioning Izzy Shoskeski's attitude uh, for for the Cats, you had some reserves that didn't see the light of day that were strutting around like they owned the place uh. on that Texas bench and reacting to every point that went Texas's way, uh, almost almost to a point of taunting the fans. And uh, yeah, that, that had to be a long walk back to the locker room.
1: I, I, if I'm on that Texas roster, I'm probably a little cocky as well. They, they were 13-0 in Big 12 play. They were unstoppable. They're the defending national champions. I would feel a little bit on top, even if I'm not playing. I'm at yeah. least on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I sure. would be a little bit cocky. You also don't expect to lose to an unranked K-State team in straight <laughs> sets. But know your spot. Yeah. Know your spot. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, and it was total meltdown. I, I, so I found the Texas volleyball Twitter account and their tweet of them tweeting out the final score,
0: oh, the, you know, 3 nothing. That had to be is, amazing. Oh,
1: it's pure meltdown. <laughs> pure meltdown for Texas fans. I
0: caught a little bit of uh, some of what the Texas fans were saying. In k states tweets or as well the uh, NCAA volleyball uh, account when they retweeted some stuff out, there were some criticisms being leveled against Texas coach and not playing some players that should be in the rotation and the like and and if that's that was just a small sampling, so I can only imagine what the UT volleyball account was like. Oof.
1: So, congratulations again to Jason Mansfield. and K-State volleyball coming up next, uh, I had the schedule here for a second. Get they have Texas, Texas Tech on yeah. the
0: seventeenth,
1: seventeenth and eighteenth. They'll be mm-hmm. they'll play back to back. Those are the last two home games of the next two matches on the seventeenth and eighteenth at Morgan Family Arena. Then they're on the road for the last match of the regular season on November twenty fifth at number twenty two Houston. So they have another top twenty five opponent coming up on the schedule. Uh, for K-State Volleyball. And, you know, and I'm going to be fair. You know, Shout out to K-State Women's Basketball. They did have a win on Monday. They beat Presbyterian. It's Presbyterian. K-State Women will play at Iowa a week from today. Ooh. They go to Iowa City and knock off Caitlin Clark again in Iowa in back-to-back years. I will play Cat Attack every segment the next show. <laughs> I do
0: want to mention, think how much more we would be raving about this run by K-State Volleyball. Had they been able to pull off the upset in Lawrence as well, because that you know. would have been five consecutive ranked opponents. Wow. Period. And they went in there and played them to five on the first night and uh, four uh, sw- on I think Saturday. they got swept. The, the oh, you may be right.
1: Yeah, they they well, and they went to five the first night. Probably should have won. Yeah, that's what it, I understand. It, one, yes, one of the one of
0: the sets got away from them.
1: Um, and then uh, KU, yeah, won in straight sets uh,
0: this past Saturday. Still, KU on their home floor has a lengthy winning streak going as well this year. That would have been a big upset as well.
1: Man, if you're the uh, selection committee for volleyball in the NCAA tournament, what a perfect team to have K-State in there to just wreak (laughs) havoc.
2: Destroy.
1: Which is one of those teams that you just never know. Like, they could go out and beat anybody.
0: And for good measure, uh, the joke about it being the morgue is kind of beginning to grow on people because (laughs) it's where opponents' rankings go to die. We just need to get Gene
1: Taylor on board. I'm just saying. All right, got to take a break. When do we come back? Let's get to some K-State football. Plus, Jeff Mitty coming up in this hour. I recorded an interview with them uh, yesterday to talk uh, women's basketball, road trip coming up, starting with uh, Little Rock on Saturday. What should the o- K-State do with the offensive game plan against Baylor? They could easily keep it simple, but, I mean, kind of do we have a breakthrough with Keegan Johnson? What do we do with Avery Johnson? We'll talk next game.
0: Did Morgan Family Arena get Sandstorm? Yes, they did, and I've got video of it. Uh, they were taking advantage of the lighting there to do the flashing lights thing. Ah! Did the, did the crowd, though, do the Thumbs lights up. with the cell
1: phones? Yes, yeah. they
0: did as well. Okay. Yep.
1: I think that's cool that's now a thing. Yeah. Because, Owen, you'll probably remember this, Bray Wyatt, when he used to come out to the ring... His entrance was only the only light that was produced was his lantern. Every single light in the arena was turned off. It was actually really cool, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. entrance. Um, but then the crowd started putting the phones, phones up. phone lights on, and it, it was dope. It's cool seeing an arena. Yeah. It's extraordinary when you see it in a AT and T stadium with one hundred one thousand people doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on another level. Yeah. When Bramlage and when the Students in the K State family did that in a I can't remember which men's basketball game it was last year towards the end of the year and did that for Sandstorm and they were swaying back and forth. That's what made Sandstorm a lot better. <laughs> and we got it once. Uh, how about how about this question? Sandstorm over under for this season for men's basketball. Sandstorm over under three and a half.
0: Under. I'll just pick I, I'm going to go over I've, Honestly, I'm, I'm with Troy. I'm going over.
1: I'm be, picking four. I was thinking four as well because of how likely it is to play. Yeah. You know, it's not what it used to be. You know, we, yeah. the f- chant, for yeah, the most right. part, other than for maybe one game, is not happening anymore. So
2: I'm going to predict something insane happens. Like Darude comes out and says, I don't, you can't play it anymore. And cease, cease and desist. To, yeah, yeah, he does cease and desist on everybody who plays Sandstorm.
1: Not gonna lie, that would kind
2: of suck. That would suck. That would so be
0: awful. Bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. If he no. was like, no, no fun, think, man.
1: I don't think we'd be the first he'd come after, though. Or they, or I don't know who yeah. it is, but
2: yeah, he. He'd, I would he'd think South
1: some, Carolina would maybe be the first.
2: Yeah, he'd have some fish to fry, but I think we'd be up there.
1: You guys want to talk some K-State football? Yeah. We got Mitch in Vegas, Curry Sexton coming up in hour number two. I just wanted to touch on the offense heading into this Baylor game. Um, as a fan, just speaking as a fan, and after doing my research, I'll, I'll talk a lot bit about this as well on PowerK game day, but I'm not taking Baylor really seriously. Mm. I, they do not seem like a very good team. They are struggling greatly on both sides of the football. They have squeaked out two victories in Big 12 play, but – They had to have this incredible comeback against UCF on the road, and they beat a bad Cincinnati team by three. Mm. They lost last week to Houston in overtime. Cats, of course, shut out Houston a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Get thumped at home by Iowa State. They have not been winning at home. I mean, they lost to Texas State in game one. This (laughs) Baylor team has not been what was expected in Waco this year. A 3-6 and team that's 2-4 and in Big 12 play. They cannot run the football. They cannot
0: stop the football
1: uh, with the run.
0: So off-brand so off for Dave Aranda, honestly. Well, the defense part,
1: you would think, would be way better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Blake Shabin's playing good. I, I think he's
0: been fine since his return. It's the reiteration of, again, you need all 11 guys. One doesn't carry it as we've seen with USC as an example. But we, we've seen this before. K-State has broken
1: a head coach, and the latest is going to be Dave Aranda because wow. last year they lost 31-3 to the Cats, and since then, with that game combined with, in the set I'm going to give you, in the last 13 games, are 3-10. and 10. Dang. And this is less wow. than two years removed from a Big 12
2: championship. Damn you, K-State! Yeah. Dave Aranda's final words, I hate K-State.
1: I mean, Matt Wells comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. At Texas Tech. Yeah. That oh, God. yeah. That,
0: oh, my God. That was the all-timer.
1: The comeback, Ooh. thanks yeah. to, uh, you know, Felix, the uh, the tackle in the end zone mm-hmm. for the safety that turned everything around. I think he got fired the next week or he something did. like that. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was like he got fired right away.
1: Dave Rand is on the hot seat. But this could easily, and in my mind it is, it could easily be if K-State's in the right – Frame of mind, if they put Texas behind them, they're focused on just beating some butt, this Baylor game could be easily TCU and Houston. I mean, I fully expect K-State to score in the 40s like they have all year long at home. That would be nothing different. Because, let's be real, the home schedule has been a bit soft. Mm. It really has. And K-State has taken advantage. But, okay, against Houston, against BYU... Will's not throwing it a whole lot. Does get a, a buck 50, a buck 60 throwing the football. They really established the run. They really just ran it down those two teams' throats. Did what they really wanted to in that game. They could go by the game plan, get Avery in. They tried to get Avery in. It didn't really work out. Um, Like in the Houston game, he had the fumble on the second play. Then he doesn't coming into true garbage time. But against Texas, I felt like K-State had – the breakthrough it was finally looking for in the passing game, where the passing game just took off extremely in the second half. They needed it to because the run game wasn't there all night. Keegan Johnson finally has a game mm-hmm. where he has seven catches for 70 yards. You know, previous to that, Keegan, he basically doubled his numbers in one game. Let's just put it that way. I won't yeah. give you the numbers. He just doubled his numbers for the most part. In one game, and I'm like, okay, if we we finally got it. Should we try to keep the momentum going? Let's see if Keegan can be consistent. Let's see this wide receiver group be consistent. Does a guy like Trey Spivey, now that he can still use the red shirt and play the rest of the year, do we try to get him going a little bit? I have so many of these questions with the red shirts now being available to oh, play. Yeah,
0: there's that too.
1: I'm like. Do we try to keep the book open a little bit and try some things? Yes. But on the horizon, let's remember, next week is KU. Mm-hmm. Knowing Colin Klein, knowing how protective he is of this offense, and you, you, you damn well know he's going to run the football. For sure. Absolutely <laughs> going to run the football. That is priority number one, reestablish success in the running game, which they're going to. Baylor is poor, and not only running the football – but it's stopping the run on defense. So that's why I'm like, that's why I even bring up the topic to begin with. What is the game plan for the offense? I expect it to be vanilla, Mm. nothing too crazy, just take care of the football, Mm. march down the field, not a ton of big plays, and go score the rock. Just go get touchdowns. Let's get out of here and get ready for Kansas. Kansas but I kind of want to see more from the wide receivers now that we got a 327 yard passing day, almost all in the second half with guys that have been good, but I think we saw some great. We saw some great from Keegan Johnson after he had gave up the interception. We saw really great from Phillip Brooks. Mm -hmm. So I find myself wanting more. And then the other question is, do they still try to bring in Avery for the third Mm. possession for the third drive? After it hasn't worked in the last couple of weeks. He had six snaps against Texas. They all didn't go anywhere. So is this now fully the Will Howard show? Are you still trying to get Avery Johnson some snaps? A lot of questions that may have easy answers. But I got to ask the questions. Because I think there's still more to be seen. And there's consistency I think I do want to see.
0: You brought up. The KU game coming up next weekend, and not wanting to tip the hand in terms of a playbook, I think that plays a role a little bit in how much we may see Avery Johnson.
1: Well, and when I say you know tip the hand and show, I mean obviously K State showed something, right? They pulled off the comeback, didn't win, but they pulled off the comeback to tie it against yep. Texas. You had to do something, right? You showed a bunch of plays on the the. Uh, you know goal to go the first second third and fourth downs you try to do a bunch of stuff and it wasn't there so you know maybe the playbook necessarily isn't the biggest question like oh we don't want to show anything well things have been shown already right mm-hmm. right i don't know if that's the biggest concern but um i just leave my, i i want to see more i just want to see the consistency in the passing game with keegan johnson with Phillip brooks who's been playing really well the last two weeks so, what do you think, Deej? I
2: think uh, I agree. I, I'm just like it, we're, we're six and three, right? Yes, we're nine games in. Yep. They they know what we got. They know what we got. They know what we ain't got. And I felt like we talked about a little bit this week. Um, the play calling early in Texas was kind of conservative, and that stalled out like uh, like every drive. I think you open it up and keep it open. Let it flow, baby. Let's go hammer everybody. Let's go take everybody down and put forty on all of them, and say what you can. You can prepare for it all. Here you go, because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna open it up and put the ball in the playmaker's hands and let them roll. Don't overthink it. Don't say don't save anything for anybody. Put it all on them all. Every one of them. Put them all. Put a, put the whole playbook out there in the open. Let's do it. Let's get let's get it. Let's go. And I wouldn't – to me, there's no reason to hold back Avery. Just let's play him too. Let's play him as well. Put, them, put Put everybody out there. I love this idea that you can play the red shirt guys and not burn a year. Like, that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, because everybody who's played a game can now play for the rest of the year. And that that's three games left in the regular season plus the bowl game. That was a real change last year Dude. for the bowl games where, okay, if you've played four games mm-hmm. – you can still hold on to the red shirt and play the fifth game, the bowl game. So that's a big change. Now you're looking at playing four games regular season plus a bowl game. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, Rex Van Wyze is the example – because that's the name coach brought up um, in the press conference, but I'm thinking like a Jordan Allen could play, Rex Van Wyze at linebacker. And I I would really love to see Trey Spivey play a little bit more as well after seeing him – have one catch and, and play a little bit against simon week one it's been a while yeah. but that's gonna be a special kid i think
2: everybody talks about him and yeah. you know like um yeah I love it let's open it up and just roll man let's try to put 50 up. I'm like, just. Well, you know, it's funny you bring up
1: 50 because I thought about that after the Houston game. I I wanted to ask Will the question. I'm like, Will, you're consistently scoring 40 something. It's not 50, like you said, but are you okay with 43 points Uh, a game at home? Yeah. Just like a joke question, but kind of a serious one at the same time. Right. Because I think Will did throw out the number, we want to score 50 points a game. Right. Well, I mean, at home, see if I have the numbers here available, but. because I was using this for PowerCat Game Day the last couple of weeks. So K-State's 5-0 at home for the first time since 2012. K-State has scored at least 41 points at home in every game this year. Margin of victory on average in those five games, 33 points, and they're outscoring teams 213-47. Again, that goes back to this, the home schedule being, uh, let's put it this way, the home schedule, paper, results. Have all been a lot easier than the road games.
2: Yeah, for sure. A lot more <laughs> adversity on the road games. It's been a different animal when
1: you leave Manhattan. Yeah. But I, I, you know, if I were to predict this game, and we'll get more to it in Mitch Palm, we'll give our final score predictions. There's no doubt about it. I expect K State in the in the 40s. There's not a Baylor fan that would tell you. Like, go ask any Baylor fan. So, do you think Baylor has a shot to come into Manhattan and and beat K State?
2: No.
1: There's not. A single soul. Ask Angela Kinsey, who is in the office. She is a diehard Baylor football fan. Hit her up. She used to come up here to Manhattan. She's been in Aggieville. She used to come here for the games. Ask Angela Kinsey. Do you think the Bears have a shot of getting it done? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody's nobody is going to pr- has any optimism of Baylor winning the game. But it's also don't let you know Texas beat you twice. That was a big talking point. Uh, at the press conferences on Tuesday. Don't let Texas beat you twice as in. <laughs> do what you got to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about Curry. I was like, and just us as fans, but also him as a former player. Like, he's had some extremely heartbreaking losses uh, in his time. Like, obviously, two come to mind, the Baylor game in 12, and then the way the game happened with Auburn in 14, oh. uh, where K-State beat themselves. You know, how how long does it take to pick your heart back up off the floor glue it back together and stuff it back into your chest. Ah, flick it yeah. and get a heartbeat.
2: <laughs> For some people, it never happens. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's so true. true right? That's so true. It yeah. never
2: does. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to play the game of football, you beg you do it right now. Well, we'll get
1: more on, uh, we'll get score predictions, kind of, uh, with our picks, or a, uh, not pick six, that's PowerCat game day. Mitch in Vegas, which the line is 20.5 points. K-State favored by nearly three touchdowns and three extra points. Coming up next, K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty on the game. Finishing up hour one of the game. Hour two we'll have Curry Sexton submitting Vegas. I'll bounce after our trip to Vegas. Troy will have a number two song of the day and ask us anything. Take our time to talk some K State women's basketball. Jeff Mitty here in just a second. Cats are one and zero after a 69-35 win over the Blue Hose of Presbyterian. Um, it was kind of like the men's basketball team where they just for a while there just couldn't buy a shot. What 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 did you call the Blue Hose? That's, I've never heard that. That's fantastic. That's their name? Yeah, their mascot is basically Pantyhose. But no, we talked about, We talked about it last week. At Presbyterian, huh? We talked about it last week. God, or Monday. Maybe it was Monday. It might have been Monday. I, I wasn't th- here. I think, I think it was AJ. AJ and I, we talked about it. We looked up what a blue hose is. <laughs> it is basically a extra from Braveheart. That's the mascot. Oh, my ah.
2: God. The more you know. And they wear stockings. That's why they call him the host.
1: Yeah, it's a terrible mascot. That it really that is, is. That's pretty
2: bad. My God, pick a different It's place. not too late to change it. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, you were on a roll. I'm sorry.
1: Aoka Lee. In the game for the Cats, 14 points and seven rebounds. She was 5 of 11 from the floor. She's still getting back to full strength when it comes to game shape. You can't get into basketball shape without playing basketball, right? She hasn't played any basketball really in the last yeah. couple of years. Leave her alone. Uh, K State finished from three point range, 7 of 19, but they were super quiet in the first half. And then they got a road trip coming up uh, starting Saturday. They're at Little Rock, and then a week from today at Iowa to play in a rematch. Caitlin Clark after K-State beat him last year in Manhattan. They make the return trip to Iowa City. Uh, this is my conversation with Jeff Minney, women's head basketball coach. Uh, caught up with him yesterday. So after the first game and watching the film back... What do you think about your offense and the way you got into a position to get shots, and you know some were just weren't falling there for a while?
3: You know, I thought it was okay. I, I think you can. You can always get caught up, especially early in the year, of um, the offense maybe stru- struggling, shots not going in. I think this. We knew we knew going into that game that uh, Presbyterian was going to try to play a little bit of a matchup zone that uh, we don't practice and we don't play a whole lot. We knew that we might face that, and certainly uh, in doing that, you can uh, shoot the first or second pass and uh, and maybe they go in and you get a little fool's gold that everything's perfect but we wanted to move the basketball a little bit we wanted to kind of work our way through the offense as painful as it was in the first half I thought in the second half we got a little better movement had a little better rhythm shot the ball a little bit better and um, I think in the bigger picture of things uh, that will benefit you more than maybe coming out and knocking down 12 threes and everybody feels good but you haven't done it with any passing or you haven't done it with any ball movement uh, so I thought it was okay
1: everybody knows about your starting lineup the depth is the real interesting part about this team along with of course Yoki being back but you know two players I'm interested in hear from you about just where you think they are right now just after one game but also you're looking for them to be, do big things tearing sides who can shoot lights out when she calms down and also Jacilla Sanchez two players that could probably really shoot it yeah uh, once they get going
3: yeah I think both are you know we've got a lot of that going on right now of, of just trying to kind of uh, settle into the offense and because we have so many and I said this way back when but uh, it's always funny when you get into games uh, people's patience get uh, less and less players as well right we've told the team be patient be patient be patient that's a lot easier said when you're not playing games and uh, yeah I think Taryn pressing a little bit I think Gisela is uh, still finding out where she uh, fits with different lineups on the floor because we can play her at the four we can play her at the three we've even played her as a stretch five at times so all those things are going to take a little bit of time but I like both of them and both can really help us is there a number you're looking for to maybe bring the depth down to
1: where you were want to have a solid rotation of eight or can it be much deeper than that throughout the year
3: Yeah, I I, I want to get it down to to a number. No, not an exact number. You know, I think the one thing that, that changes that number is we really probably have, we have three players that are only going to play the center spot. So it really boils down to those other four spots. How many do you want in that rotation of the four spots? And that's what I've got to get that number down to. Is that six? Is that seven? Is that eight? Because if it's eight, then you can play 11 because, once again, only have Imani, and Yoki are only going to play the five right now. So that's what we've got to get it to. Um, I do think that it is harder, particularly early in the year, to play sharp um, with playing as many as we're playing. But I think it's necessary to figure out what's going to be our best combinations going forward. Like to ask you about the player you signed today. Yeah, if you know, Finley is it Omstad? Omstad, yep.
1: Minnesota kid. You've done a yep. Staff done a good job of uh, recruiting up there, in Wisconsin, Minnesota over the years. But you know, just what do you like about her?
3: Yeah, big physical wing. Uh, can can play the two through the four. Um, uh, really shoots the basketball well. Um, got good size. You know, not just good size in terms of height, but good strength early for a high school player. So, um, really felt like, um, you know, we know going forward, you know down the road, we've got, um, uh, you know, we've got to continue to sign players with good size and good physicality. So yeah, I think Finley does a good job with that. And we've had good success in Minnesota. Uh, comes from a coaching family. Both parents played at Minnesota. So they certainly know their basketball and we've had a lot of success up there recruiting. Well, I was going to ask about, you know, because Brian Oseman's now in Emporia State, do you feel like you're still going to have a very strong
1: connection in recruiting up there now that he's gone?
3: Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, we're always going to make an emphasis now. You know, Minnesota had the coaching change after Wainland left, so, you know, everybody comes in, and that gives, you know, some of it is the the home state in terms of what they're doing, but it's it's a really good basketball state, and, you know, our players – do a great job of recruiting so you know the more you get you know when you have an aoka lee from there that you know everybody's watching you know that helps you recruit those minnesota kids all right well arkansas uh little rock rather on saturday
1: you get these two early road games uh on the year i guess what do you like about going on the road this early and what do we know about little rock so far
3: well, this team needs to prove that they can win on the road. We did not do that last year, and uh, and we need to do it this year. And we need to win some games defensively. I've said that numerous times. That uh, you know, with the offense being a little slower to come along, uh, Little Rock is a grind-it team. They they always have been. They 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 play a real sound man-to-man defense. Offensively, uh, very few possessions. They're wanting to grind the shot clock down. It'll be a knockdown. Drag it out. If you're looking for us to score 100 on Saturday, it's probably not going to happen because they're they're going to grind that shot clock down, and they do a good job with it. Uh, But they do have trouble scoring the basketball. They'll finish at the top of the OVC, uh, certainly top of one or two. Uh, They're picked there. They won it last year. They've they've got uh, a veteran coach in Joe Foley, who I've known for a long time. So good quality team that has their system in place for 15, 20 years. So you tell me the opposite of Iowa. No question. Be, it will be the exact, maybe, talking about polar opposites, yes, it will be an interesting turnaround from going grinded out to one of the faster teams in the country in terms of pace of play. I appreciate it. Best of luck on this road trip. All right, Mitch, thanks. Appreciate it.
1: Once again, that's K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty. Their next three are at Little Rock this Saturday A 1. They'll be at Iowa. Caitlin Clark and Iowa will host the Cats on November 16th, which is come a week from today at 7.30. That'll be nationally televised on FS1. And then the next home game will be against the Wisconsin Badgers. This is not going to be played in a baseball stadium. This year it's going to be in Bramlage Coliseum for a 4 o'clock game on Sunday, November 19th. All right, hour to the game coming up next. Interview with Curry Sexton, former K-State wide receiver. Mitch in Vegas as well, plus a number two song of the day from old Troy Stick around. Hour one of the game in the books. Hour two coming up next and so is your local news.